Hello and welcome to Believe and Declare podcast. Thanks for listening in. In this podcast, we share biblical truth to encourage women struggling with infertility, to help you build your faith, find healing and strength to persevere, and ensure you maintain spiritual postures that guarantee you victory. I'm your host, Yemisi Olani Yonu, and I'm glad you are here. Welcome once again to today's episode of Believe and Declare. Today we'll be addressing our thoughts as Christians. Many times we think that God is out for us or God is meting out some punishment on us is why we haven't received answers to prayer. I know we've talked about this in passing in several podcasts, but today this podcast is dedicated to dealing with such mindset. So I'll ask that you read the scriptures that we will go over, meditate upon them until you become one with them. Once you have your mind renewed, then it's easy for you to understand that God is not against you like we say in every podcast. It becomes easy for you to see things from God's perspective. No matter what circumstance you find yourself, it becomes easy for you to be able to ask, what is Christ's mind concerning this? What is God's intention? What what has God said concerning this circumstance? And that will help you take the right posture, even in that circumstance. God always brings life. He brings hope, healing, and restoration. God does not use sickness to in any way correct us, in any way punish us. God is not our accuser. The enemy is the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible makes it clear to us that Christ reconciles every broken thing to God through what he accomplished on the cross already. And it is counterproductive to do things that push us away from the very life that he paid the price for us to have. Did you see that? In fact, here is what he says about such actions in Matthew 12, 26. And it says, And any kingdom divided against itself is bound to collapse. And no town or household divided against itself can last for long. So God did not come to give us life in abundance and also come to rob us of the same life he came to give us in abundance. We need to understand who we are, but to do that, we must first know to whom we belong. Our identity in him is key to us understanding what we have, who we are expected to become, who we are in him. Until we understand him, until we know him, we can't even find ourselves. Today I'll be sharing a few scriptures, like I said, that I encourage you to read and meditate until you become one with them. John 10.10 tells us that it's the thief that comes with the sole intention of stealing and killing and destroying. But Christ says he has come to bring us life. And far more life than before, than we ever had before we came into this union with him. It tells us he is the good shepherd. 
the good shepherd will always give his life for the sake of the sheep. And we see that he has done this already for us. He came that we may have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. The devil is the one that comes and approaches us with malicious intent, looking to steal, looking to slaughter, looking to destroy. There's that scripture that tells us that our enemy, you know, is prowling. It's something I hope that we can look at in coming podcasts. But you see, the enemy is actively looking to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He goes about, this is his intent, this is his mission, going everywhere, looking to cause us, children of God, pain. As many of us are in Christ, this is our reality. This is what he has said concerning us. And we'll be looking at a few scriptures that are true for as many as are in union with Christ. Our first Bible reading that we want to look at today, I think we have just three of them. The first one is Colossians 1. We'll be reading from 21 to 22. And it says, And you yourself who were strangers to God, and in fact, through the evil things you had done, his spiritual enemies. He has now reconciled through the death of his body on the cross so that he might welcome you to his presence, clean and pure, without blame or reproach. So don't let the devil deceive you. Did you hear what I just read? He says, so that you will, he will welcome you into his presence, clean, pure, without blame, without reproach. So why would he be the one to begin to inflict these things on you? Why would he be your accuser? Why would he be the one condemning you? If he had died, paid the price for you to be able to come into his presence. The Living Bible Translation puts it this way. It says he has done this through the death on the cross of his own human body. And now as a result, Christ has brought you into the very presence of God. And you are standing there before him with nothing left against you. So when the enemy comes, when the enemy comes to begin to sow seeds of doubt, when he begins to condemn you, when he begins to remind you of things that you have done, accuse you such that you feel unworthy to even approach the throne of grace and ask for the help that you need in that time of need, when it's becoming difficult, Remember the scripture that we have read, Colossians 1, 21 to 22. God is not your accuser. So I'll just read that again, just the latter part of it. Christ has brought you into the very presence of God and you're standing there before him with nothing left against you. Nothing, not one, nothing left against you. Nothing left that he could chide you for. So it's all taken care of. He has brought us to God's side. He has put our life together. He says we are without indictment. So there is nothing left against us. So don't let the enemy deceive you. Don't let him bring guilt over you. Don't let him bring any form of reproach and begin to accuse you. 
There are a couple of things that we see from this verse. Christ has died for us. He has paid the price and we see what he has paid the price for, that we can come into the presence of God, that we are blameless, that we could live above reproach. So we see these things that he has made available to us. He's called us holy, set us apart for his own use. Our next Bible verse we'll be reading is from Romans 8, 17, and I'll be reading that from the J.B. Phillips translation. It says, if we are his children, we share his treasures, and all that Christ claims as his will belongs to all of us as well. Yes, if we share in the suffering, we certainly will share in his glory. It says we are his children, we share in his treasures. He said he had come to give us life and give us super abundantly such life. He says he's come to give us to the fullness till we overflow. And now he's saying to us that we will share in this treasure, that all that Christ claims as his will also belongs to us. Let's take a look at that in the Living Translation. There are a few things also there that it highlights for us. And it says, since we are his children, we share his treasures. For all God gives to his son, Jesus Christ, is now ours too. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. So that says the same thing. Everything that Christ has, we now have to. If we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. It says, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. So we are inheriting everything that he is, all that he has. He has told us that as he is or as he was in, and he said to us, as he was in this world, so are we. We are inheriting all that he is. So we have the God life. And remember, we've discussed this in previous podcast. The enemy is going to come. He's going to say a lot of things to us. He's going to tell us lies. He's going to first try to taint the image of God that we have. He's going to make us question the things that God has said to us. He will make us question God's love for us. He's going to set doubt and a lot of other things in our heart that will cause us to begin to think if God truly loves us or what he said concerning us is true or even if we are worthy to receive those things. So if you go back to those podcasts, you can sit with them. There are a couple of them dealing on different aspects of this. There was the one where we also talked about us being the one who will refute the tongue that accuses us. So no one is going to do it for us. We have to come to the place of understanding of who we are in Christ, what we have by the reason of that union. And because of this knowledge, when the enemy comes, then we are going to pull down stronghold. We are going to bring all of these thoughts, all of this into the obedience of Christ. That's what we are expected to do. And we can't do that if we do not know what has been given and what we have. And I also want to remind you that there is no evil in God. God does what is right. Always. We started today's podcast by reading John 10, 10 that tells us that you know, God has come to give us life and give us life even abundantly. And if we look at Psalm 92 verse 15, 
It tells us that these are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. If we backtrack a bit, we see from verse 12 what these living memorials represent. It says those who are devoted to God will flourish like budding dead palm trees. They will grow strong and tall like cedars in Lebanon. Those planted in the house of the eternal will thrive in the courts of our God. They will bear fruit into old age. Even in winter, they will be green and full of sap. So we see that it is our union with Christ that brings us into this place of that abundant life that he is offering, that he is giving to those who would have faith in Christ, those who will believe in him. It's readily available for everyone. And why is he doing all of this? It says it's to display the eternal's righteousness. There's no shadow of evil in God. And the Living Bible tells us in the final verse, it says, This honors the Lord and exhibits his faithful care. He is my shelter. There is nothing but goodness in him. There is nothing but goodness in God. The Bible tells us somewhere in 1 John 1 verse 5, it says, There is no darkness in Christ. No sin, no wickedness, no imperfection. No darkness at all in God. God is good. God is light. He represents everything that is pure, everything that is good. This is who he is. He cannot deny himself. So God is not your accuser. God is not looking to use sickness to bring you into check. It is not in his nature. God is good. There is no shadow of darkness in him. I'll leave you with Romans 8 verse 1 and I'll be reading this from TPT translation and it says, So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. Did you hear that? Now the case is closed. So don't let the enemy deceive you. The verdict is not guilty concerning you. God is not your accuser. The case is closed. It is done. The price has been paid for in full. No condemnation hangs over your head because you are in Christ Jesus. That's the new spiritual principle of life in Christ Jesus. It lifts you out of every vicious circle of death, of sin. The case is closed. Don't let the enemy deceive you. Don't let the enemy keep throwing these things at you. Don't let him come back with something you've done in the past and hold that, dangle it over your head and you begin to think, will God hear your prayer? Maybe this is the reason why God is not hearing your prayer. It's not in God's nature to deal that way. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word you have sent today. Lord, thank you for reassuring us yet again that your plans for us are good. Thank you for assuring us of who you are and who we are in you. Thank you, Almighty God, for this revelation. And I ask that as we continue to look into these scriptures, Lord, I ask that you open our eyes to see the truth in them, to see the reality in them. And I pray that everyone who listens to this message will be marvelously helped by you, that you will open their eyes to see 
whatever state they are and what needs to be done in this position. Father, I ask that they will trust in you, that each one begin to see you as a good God, the author and the finisher of their faith, the one who does not stand in accusation of them, the one who loves them and has done all things to reconcile them back to himself. And I ask Almighty that they will begin to trust you to work every detail of whatever circumstance they currently find themselves in or in the future, that they will trust you to continue to work out every detail for their growth and for their good and for your glory. Lord, today I pray that you strengthen each and every one who hears this message, listens to it, that faith will be stirred within them. And I ask that you help all of us, each one of us, keep our eyes fixed on you, the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we could ever ask or think. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. And I want you to remember, God is not against you. God is not your accuser. Keep believing. Keep declaring. Don't go about so incident, misalign what you are believing God for. See you next week. Links to download the free 7-day devotional and 7 days declaration and also to join our community are on my Instagram page, Yemisiolani Yonu. Please head over there and download the free resources and join our community. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow, subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are posted. Please rate and review. Also share with anyone you know struggling with infertility. I hope you're living encouraged and with words that can help you get through this season. Keep believing, keep declaring. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you.